This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Saving money on everything for your next project at Menards. It doesn't matter what job you're up against. Works cordless power tools and lawn equipment have the power for you to get the job done faster and easier. The PowerShare 20-volt batteries run longer on a single charge, and they can be used with other tools. Check out Menards' entire selection of Works cordless power tools and lawn equipment. Plus the weekly flyer today on Menards.com. Save big money at Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We're here to talk about training camp and 731-23. Uh, great day. First day in pads. Uh, not as hot as it has been uh, previously. And a much more physical practice that we have to talk about. It talk about And here with me to discuss it is Chris Rim of the Baltimore Banner. Chris, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Ken? Thanks for having me. Uh, wonderful for you to join me. I really appreciate it. And uh, Baltimore Banner via the New York Times, as I understand it, did, did uh, some sort of an internship there? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was there for a year doing a fellowship at the at the Times. All right. That's that's terrific. It's okay. <laughs> That'll be on the, your resume for the rest of your life. That's just terrific <laughs> to have that. Uh, let's jump right in and talk about the offense, I guess. Um, I, you know, the days I've been there so far, the offense has not been looking very good. Been very few long plays down the field. Uh, a little better today. Yeah, I, I I actually wrote about that today. I thought the offense looked looked better today. I think that the even today, I, I thought the almost the second team offense looked obviously you know playing the second team, but I thought the second team offense almost looked. Um, a little bit better, I, you know. Tyler Huntley was able to get some some throws down down the field, and um, you know even Josh Johnson a few times. But yeah, I thought um, as far as you know the the offense goes, they they definitely looked more explosive. I think what we haven't seen in camp so far from the first group is kind of anything over twenty yards. Really, there's a lot of uh, underneath underneath passes, underneath routes, and um, you know, the, the first opening day, Odell had that uh, cool catch where he kind of juked while the ball was in the air. And uh, ever since then, there hasn't really been the the deep um, passing. But I think I thought the offense definitely looked better than they have been today. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, is a fairly close practice as it went. There's a, there's a score up on the scoreboard. Now, I'm not sure if they're doing the yeah. scoring again, but it looked like 52 to 48, which yeah. for the offense, that's that's a nice close score. That's what they want. Exactly. It's <laughs> a win exactly. right there. Uh, let's go back and talk participation for a second because I jumped past this, and this is important. But all the PUP and NFI guys are still inactive. Now, we talked a little bit before practice, but Trayvon Mullen, you say, has been re-signed despite the fact he was apparently released. He had a guaranteed mm-hmm. contract on NFI, and now he's back. We don't know the na- exact nature of his contract yet, correct? Yeah, we, yeah, we don't know the nature, but usually, as we talked, that usually means that that contract might not be guaranteed anymore. But, um, yeah, they that that's what they did. They got re- re-signed him after releasing him, kept him on that, that list, that non-football injury list odd that that would be <laughs> that it would happen that way but yeah. they may also have come to an agreement on a portion of the the contract that will be guaranteed so i looked on otc just before the show here it hadn't been posted yet it's got a zero for a salary uh, uh this year so that'll be interesting in terms of of you know finding that out the yeah. other big re- sorry the other big return today pepe williams back from pup and and practicing so it's always nice when you don't have a new player out and you have a guy returning, and that uh, oftentimes uh, it's very difficult to do at any point during camp other than the, the time between the last preseason game and the start of the regular season. When you – sorry, you, when, when you have a – When you have a net positive one in terms of returns. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you saw today, too, the, you know, around the NFL, the Ravens practice later than most teams. So when, when we go into practice, we, we see kind of what's happened around the league and – around the league a lot of players got injured today uh you know first day of pads so yeah like you're saying it's that time of the year where people go down and having someone come back is is definitely a plus without anyone leaving yeah very much so and, and pepe williams will i'm sure be competing for that slot job uh he was a lot of people projected him as the favorite going in i would have probably stated a little differently that the ravens don't really have any significant slot depth uh, Brandon Stevens had been playing there with him out. Uh, Pepe back now provides some competition. We saw a little bit of Artarius Washington today too. Yeah, yeah, that that, that spot. I mean, uh, Coach Harbaugh talked about it today in the in the uh, in in his presser, and he kind of said, you know, everybody wants that spot, and as they should. Um, you see, you know, guys are going to have moments where they where they look like they're on it, like today. Um, Brandon Stevens, he I think he he was on that play where uh, Nelson Aguilar caught that touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'll have moments where he, he's going to win too. So I think it's a, it's a difficult job for the staff when you have so many guys who are fluctuating and it's early. Um, but, but I, I don't, I'm not sure if anyone has, you know, obviously, you know, pads just were put on. So obviously no one has separated themselves, but as camp goes on, as, as you know, as, as people who, you know, people who follow football, you know, someone will, I assume, or two people may, you know, separate themselves from the pack. Yeah, so it'd be be some of that in practice, and and I think we may have a we may have a misguided opinion sometimes about what the how much the coaches value the practice and even the the, the closed room sessions with the with the position groups relative to the play on the field in those preseason games. And as fans, we generally want to want to put our eggs into that. Let's look and see what the preseason looks like because it's live fire and whatnot. But coaches they have a different set of things they're looking for in practice. You know, hand placement. They're looking for footwork. They're looking for 
how people uh, allow a receiver to get off the line of scrimmage if you're a slot corner, for example. Uh, and they also look for that guy who really has the work ethic in the in the position group room to to go with it. So a lot of it is still hidden from us, even if we're at camp, um, exactly. to, to really understand exactly what's going on. But uh, but that's an interesting one. Uh, Geno Stone left practice early with a uh, about 10 minutes early with a slight limp. Uh, practice was just about over. Uh, John Harbaugh says what he always says, that he didn't think it looked serious. Right. <laughs> I, I, to, to be honest, though, it, it from from my vantage point, it, it did seem cause, just because of the way he walked back, um, like it like it could have been, you know, a, a sprain. But, yeah, he, who knows? It did. But it from from him. The, the way he talked about it, he did definitely brush it off. He said, we'll get more information as we as we get forward. And who knows what it could be? You know, hopefully he's he's okay. But Geno Stone, an important player for the Ravens, both in terms of being a special teams captain, but also uh, provides incredibly valuable backup depth at safety. And when the Ravens really needed to have Kyle Hamilton take over in the nickel, uh, and they still had Chuck Clark last year, they still needed Geno Stone to take over at free safety for Marcus Williams. I thought he did an outstanding job while he was in there. Yeah, for sure. He'll, he's a he's a guy that they're they're going to rely on and that they'll they'll need. So I think as we get more information, it'll get more concerning or less concerning. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. I mean, uh, he's a he's a player. I'm sure we'll see snaps this year in some capacity or another on defense. Either either yeah. because of injuries or because they are forced to move Hamilton back to the slot at some point, uh, or potentially even if they somehow go to a dime back or some other situation where they want a safety and they don't like either of their inside linebacker options, or one of them gets hurt. So you, sure. you you could definitely see him a lot of, for a lot of reasons. Another return today we didn't talk about yet is Zay Flowers. He's back from a stomach bug. Not a big deal, but again, a net net plus one even when you include Stone um, in the situation, and it was nice to have him back on the field. Yeah, for sure. I, I think with with Zay, he's he's like you know one of the big celebrities on the team when he's out there, and all the kids rush down to talk with him and say hi to him. So it's it definitely makes practice more exciting when he's out there. And today, today he, he looked like the stomach bug was gone. <laughs> he uh, he didn't he did, he wasn't as you know dominant as he was. I think the I think the first day he had he had mm-hmm. a really big day. Um, but yeah, he looked he looked fine. Uh, now I j- I just want to set the stage for you because Chris and I both stand a, 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 along the same sideline where there is a stands set up for the for the uh, uh, fans, of course, who, who are coming to things. And there's a lot of kids there. And also, somewhat unfortunately, perhaps, the wide receivers also come over and practice <laughs> right in front of those stands. So you can imagine we're in the middle of a screaming match between a bunch of kids who want Odell Beckham's autograph and you know, these <laughs> said kids. And we're, exactly. we hear it all, all day long. And then the, they also ask the kids – to line up in front of the stands there, which is quite near where the interview area is. And I don't know about you, but I, I have a hard time anyway at my age with competing sounds. And it's a, it's a <laughs> normal thing that older people get. You know, they, they, they don't hear well when, when there's a lot of sounds competing. It drives me nuts to have all that screaming going on, you know, when we're right in that corner there and it's bouncing off. They need something there, padded walls or, or uh, you know, 
interior of a sound booth kind of looking stuff or no exactly whatever. yeah every time it's like a challenge to hear what they're saying that's why i try to get up there early and get real close sometimes so i can hear it that is one of the nice things about practice is the the informality of it and that was probably more true at mcdaniel and and uh when they were there but james prochet was playing catch with some kids uh in the early part of practice i thought that was kind of kind of cool and uh, nobody was trying to keep the football for themselves. They, they, they all threw it back. They were just excited <laughs> to play catch. And uh, uh, that was nice to see. They were asking Odell for his autograph, and he was coming up with excuses why he couldn't give it to them. And <laughs> so yeah. That <laughs> and someone, someone there, was a, there was a woman who, I guess, uh, she had followed Odell to each city he's gone to. Um, and she said, hey, Odell, I'm here. You're great. Um, and, and he remembered her. So that was cool. Yeah. Well, we see the wide receivers, of course, on that side. And just a couple of things to talk about from this. Greg Lewis did the bad ball drill today where he kind of throws underhanded, low to the ground, tries to uh, make the make the receivers dig the ball out. Uh, he can also throw a wobble in there. He can throw behind the receivers. But he's trying intentionally to give them some bad balls and see how receivers adjust with that drill. Uh, any standouts from that? I, th- <laughs> I think I wasn't – I don't I – don't, I don't think there was anyone who stood out to me, but I was trying to watch uh, Zay closely just mm-hmm. just because he uh, – I, I think obviously he has ball skills, but I think you know there's a possibility he could be a returner at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do I, – I just – and it's different from, you know, being a wide receiver and catching versus, you know, catching – and, and though it's not the same thing, you just – another opportunity to see, you know, ball skills with him in, in a different way. So I wouldn't say there was anyone that's, that particularly stood out for me, but I, I was keeping an eye on him, and he, he looked like he always does. What about you? Uh, Shamar Bridges had a drop. Other than that, I didn't think there was much. I thought he did a very good job of keeping the ball low. It was around ankle high, and these, these yeah. receivers. And then there's an occasional wobble mixed in, occasional yeah. behind the receiver. It's a nice, it's a nice drill. It's kind of yeah. like. You can't really learn to hit hitting off a pitching machine that, that gives you a nice, you know, straight pitch every time. And I said, I say, even if it's hard, um, but they developed a new batting practice machine now that throws more like a pitcher simulated pitcher. And that apparently it's very hard to hit off of and which, Hey, mm-hmm. hitting is hard. Um, right. and, and you got to have some of that. You got to have some, some difficult stuff. I remember a few years ago, John Harbaugh brought tennis balls, uh, into practice and, and he was shooting them out of a tennis ball cannon, obviously. And, and they were the, the defensive backs are having a great time with it. But the idea was you, you wanted to have soft hands to be able to catch the tennis ball. And uh, the Ravens had a big problem with not getting enough turnovers the previous season. And a lot of it was dropped interceptions and not getting to enough balls, but dropped interceptions as well. So uh, uh, everybody had fun with that drill. <laughs> All right, because you run a little bit with the wide receivers. Uh, you saw the attention Beckham gets. He, he had a, they had a delayed, very easy lob of about a five-yard pass. Odell Beckham reaches back to catch it with one hand, and it's completely intentional. He's, he's oh saying, yeah, you know this is not. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the play the play was dead too, and he was he just he just went and grabbed it, and he like moved, at one point he moonwalked, and then he there's a video on the Ravens account of him doing something else. So he's a. He's he's just a rock star, and he I think he knows it. Uh, not I think he knows it, <laughs> and um, it's cool to see him interact with the, with the fans. Though you know, it's I don't I don't think he ever, um, at least in the, the week I've seen, 
that he ever goes overboard with it where he's like not focusing on a play or something. It's it's always like, um, you know, in warmups or as he's adjusting his uniform, he like, you know, will say hi or engage in a conversation. And, you know, those those kids might come out there, you know, once and, you know, they'll have the memory forever. And I think that's cool, too, to see because, you know, every single day, um, oftentimes I feel like what get, gets caught with these guys is like, the moments when maybe they don't sign an autograph or like they don't mm-hmm. engage, uh, you know, a, a kid. And then to see them, you know, every day there's <laughs> dozens of kids asking for the same thing. Um, it becomes understandable. And then I think maybe like I, I appreciate it more to see them, you know, doing that every single day because um, even us standing in between it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine this is like the, I don't know, however, however many days and kids are asking you to dance again or <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, it is. It's I think Ed Norris asked me on, on 105.7. He said it's a welcome distraction, isn't it? I, I think he's right so far. We haven't seen the the, the real um, drama of it. We haven't we haven't seen like Ben Roethlisberger always talking about the next injury he has or this or that. We haven't right. seen the negative part of it. And the Ravens, you know, they had it in a sense with Terrell Suggs. Terrell Suggs was a guy um, just brought joy to every practice from a different way. You, 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 there are three fields out there at the castle. You always knew which one Terrell Suggs was on and you could still hear him, even if you were on one of the others. It, it really didn't matter. He, he was the loudest guy there consistently had funny comments to say you could always pick up on what he's doing and he's it's very intentional and kind of sometimes cutting and sarcastic and other times it was it was just you know funny and clownish but it was always a you know a very welcome positive energy for practice yeah all right so obj also beat rock yasin by a step down that left sideline couldn't haul that one in but uh but it's nice to get a little bit of separation obviously that's one of the concerns with odell this year uh, not generally speaking, going to be his hands or even his catch radius. It's it's more about uh, can he get that separation? Yeah, for sure, and it's, and it's and it's good to see. And I think there have been times too where he's he's gotten some separation with whoever's uh, you know defending him, and sometimes they just might not he he they might not look his way on 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 the play. So I think he's he's looked good so far, um, albeit first day in pads. <laughs> Nelson Aguilar, you mentioned the long catch down the right sideline in the end zone. Uh, really nice body up move on Brandon Stevens for the touchdown. Yeah, it was kind of one of those plays that you envision of doing in Madden. Like if you <laughs> like you want that play to work in Madden, but sometimes it doesn't work, and he, uh, you know, he just just went up, and yeah, it's like one of those highlights that you would see on you know, the top plays or you'd post on your Instagram. It was, it was that kind of, that kind of highlight and Brandon Stevens was on the wrong end of it. Yeah. yeah it's unfortunately uh, another defensive back had a tough day too, but Laquan Treadwell among the wide receivers was regularly targeted today, included a, a, a very long grab down the right side, uh, right sideline. Yeah. Where he beat JAD. Uh, JAD had a very tough day. Um, but anyway, he, he, Laquan Treadwell beat JD, and Laquan Treadwell got additional targets that day. Yeah. And I go back to day three, what Todd Monken said about earning your additional opportunities. And I'm wondering now, is Treadwell entering the totem pole in a meaningful way in this wide receiver group? 
I mean, I, I guess it's tough to say again after just the first day, but I mean, today he looked the part. Um, and, and like you're saying, he got the targets. He I, I, that that play that you're talking about up the, the sideline where he, um, I mean, I hate to say like scored in in these kind of situations, but it was you know it was a t- yeah it was a touchdown. Uh, but he you know was a big body guy, um, someone who you know can regularly go up and get it like you saw Aguilar do, who's not like that that you know big of a guy. So I think you know he's he's a dude who. We we know as as a first rounder with with tons of talent, so it's not surprising to see him, uh, you know, flash and 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 do these things that that we know he's able to do. I guess it's just you know the consistency, and and if he can you know continue to do that, right? Yeah, I, I, I he's been in the league now. Let's see, he came in the league in 2016, so this is his eighth season now. He's still mm-hmm. only 28 years old, by the way. He uh, turned 28 only in June. So he's a, he's a young eighth year veteran. That's for sure uh, to be at this point, but his yards per target have not been good in his career. And I always point to that as the biggest single statistic for a wide receiver. He's, he's at 7.0 in his career. First three years in the league. It's hard to believe he survived this, but 5.0, 5.7, 5.7. And then out of nowhere, now it's only 16 catches. He had 11.5 and 16 catches. Seven, 7.0, then 8.5 is a year for Jacksonville, which is something you'd look at and say, that's a pretty good year. Maybe maybe he's still got a little something left. And then 4.2 for Seattle last year. It's only 10 targets, but still, there's not a lot there to go on. And yet he looked good enough today that with the Ravens, the end of the Ravens wide receiver roster not looking too good or being hurt, that he might be a guy who might make it. Yeah, for sure. All right. I'm going to skip the other wide receiver comments I had because I think we're, we're kind of getting behind time. I, uh, comment on Lamar Jackson. Anything from today you'd like to comment on? I got one comment to make when you're done. Uh, from today with Lamar, I thought – Yeah, I, I don't really have anything except I guess earlier I, I would have liked to – see him try a few more long, but, you know, forcing it is never good. Yeah. I thought he had good zip on the ball in the intermediate level. Um, so that's one thing I would say the, the, um, I, I know he's never been a guy who had a super long hitched up delivery, like Tim Tebow or some other quarterbacks right. we've seen in the past, but, but he's, but he's, it's a quick release. The other thing I'm really loving seeing out of this camp is, is he's done this twice now is, to see him put zip on the ball after rolling left. When right-handed quarterbacks roll left, that's usually death to a right-handed right. quarterback. Joe Flacco can just could not get his feet reset to make a throw on that side of the field. But uh, Jackson not only doesn't really have to completely reset his feet, although he can because he's so quick, um, he usually uses the Mahomes method where he kind of turns his upper body to throw the ball. I think yeah. what we've seen there has been very impressive. Yeah, for sure. And I and I was thinking about the I think there was one today I forget who who forced him out but he 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 made it the kind of the kind of throw that, that you're describing but mm-hmm. it, I think it resulted in a drop but yeah now that I'm thinking about it yet yeah uh, let's talk a little offensive line here now the first day of pads is a big deal for the offensive line they're one of the the, the groups that's playing a lot of brother-in-law football without pads you just can't go all out and and if you do. You maybe do it a couple of snaps and then you get a talking to if you're a, if you're a defensive lineman. So if you're an offensive lineman, you're not really getting that 
you know, iron sharpens iron, highest level of competition from, from your, the man across from you either. It's brother-in-law play is, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, it's just easy, but you know, you're in pads now today and it's, it's time to start showing up. And in, in 11 on 11s, I did not really feel like the offensive line had that good a day. I thought there were, everybody had some problems. Uh, Solomon yeah. Linderbaum. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say the same thing. I thought they, yeah, I, I didn't think they had a, had a good day at all either. Um, it, it it was they they often they were, they were, it seemed like they were getting in the backfield with ease. It just felt like the defense was like really confident today, and like not to say that they that because we said it earlier, there was it wasn't like the offense was was bad or, or anything mm-hmm. of that sort. But I thought the line play definitely had more to be you know desired, and um, just like multiple plays where the quarter where Lamar is being forced out, you know, of the pocket in this kind of setting. And then, um, you know, you have a bunch of maybe would be sacks or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and then e- even on the run uh, for, for all of the, the runs today, there was nothing. Yeah. There not, was not, not a single nothing. breakaway. Yeah. Not a nothing. Single breakaway. <laughs> it was every single time. It was like, yeah, that, that was concerning the, the, the running aspect for sure too. Yeah, and that and that maybe if I mean the Ravens run defense is really good, so hopefully yeah. that's 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 part of it. But um, yeah, that's that's something you know it's not going to be as much of a focus as it was with Roman to get running backs level two first contact opportunities. And the the big the reason I talk about that all the time on the show and sometimes I explain it, I, I guess, but not always, is that you want to have your first contact opportunity be with a smaller man, and that could be a two hundred and thirty pound linebacker instead of a 300-pound defensive tackle. When you can make that happen, even if that defensive tackle is just getting a paw on you, he may be turning you, he may be retracting you in some way that that is going to reduce your run. He may be throwing a body into you, which could be a lot worse, uh, that'll retract you in the backfield. But you know, with Roman, the team was exceptionally good at piercing at the point of attack and creating those, those first contact opportunities in level two. We definitely did not see much of that today. No, not none of it. Every <laughs> it was, you know, as soon as they they got past the the line of scrimmage, they were getting they were getting multiple paws on them. It was often a, you know, a, a group. The whole defense was swarming towards them. It was a lot of celebrations, and mm-hmm. yeah, that that running game was not effective today. We had one uh, one snap that went off early, hit the quarterback in the foot. That was with Anthony Brown and a, a yeah. really disastrous three play series with Brown. Brown had a a run that went nowhere out of the mesh where he pulled it. And that's, it's not Brown's game to pull from the mesh anyway, but it was interesting to see that. And then an early snap from center Jalen Thomas, I believe was a center at that point, number 69. Um, and then that hit him in the legs and then a room service interception that was dropped by Delshawn Phillips. So, uh, you know, it was, oh my it was right to it. Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> that was, yeah, that was, he, he kind of put his head into the, the field after that one. It was, yeah, the, it looked like the pass was intended for him. So that'll that'll warrant some push-ups. Yeah, you would think there's there, there's definitely a lot of accountability on display during practice, and this is the time for it. You you don't want to see it in front of seventy thousand fans on exactly. Sunday night football, uh, where you have to get a lot of on-field coaching and helmet padding, and which is the, that's the good kind, as opposed to somebody coming up and cocking their head at a forty-five degree angle and saying, "What were you thinking on that play?" Exactly. Uh, so it's good. To, this is the time to get that uh, get that out of your system. All right. How about we move over the defense? And I'm sorry, I'm taking more time than I expected on this. We're 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 kind of going slow. You you good on time? Yeah, yeah we're good. 
All right. So Marlon Humphrey, definitely a mixed day today, but he started off very well with that great coverage play on Zay Flowers down the right sideline. Yeah, yeah. And he he uh he smothered him there and Zay couldn't couldn't really separate from him. And and then he had that play where he I think he thought he was gonna pick pick it off with Odell, but Odell it looked like in the video Odell tried to grab it with one hand or play defense and just mm-hmm. tipped it to himself. Yep. Um so it's you just can't win on those ones and then he had you know had a few got beat but i think overall he's he's looked good in in, in camp i think um yeah he looked i think he looks the part uh, what do you think yeah absolutely he two of those tip drill plays which is hard to happen in one thing because the second one was to andrews yeah uh, on a deflected ball went back to went back to andrews but uh yeah i, I uh he is he is one of the guys who is a consistent positive keep people loose on the field kind of guy like Suggs was uh, in terms of that. So I saw a video of him uh, doing his announcer voice to talk about the practice afterwards, like to give his own. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe. And your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Camp, that was yeah, uh, that sounded pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw the clip. I haven't watched it. He's been doing that every day. I think the the oh uh, really <laughs> the Ravens have been posting him. Yeah, he goes on there and does something every day. Yeah. All right, Justin Matt at BK, a big day today. Uh, two big pressures, as I saw it. One of them might have been blown dead for a sack. One of them was a jailbreak across the line where Ajabo also had good pressure on the play. But uh, really nice to see him amping it up playing physical and you mentioned the celebrations one of those jailbreak i think ended up with a with a fair number of defenders streaming onto the field and and uh high-fiving celebrating yeah for sure i wrote yeah he he was probably he he stood out today in terms of you know the the players on on that side of the ball um really kind of just wreaking havoc um and and uh you know he he it's good to see um you know like you said, him, you know, stepping up and a, a guy who maybe is not um, big, big of a household name as some of the others, you know, s- stepping up and, and making plays early in camp for sure. Yeah. It's always, it's, I'm going to say too, it's just a weird, it's always a weird thing as um, I always think about this from um, in camp, right? You have to, in order for someone to be playing good, they're probably often making someone look bad. So it's like, you know, he, he it's just, I was just thinking about that in terms of, you know, you know, every day in, in camp, there's like, you know, winners and losers. And mm-hmm. he was a winner today. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of a zero sum game. You're, you're, you're yeah. saying, when you're playing yourself, you, you can't ever yeah, come out ahead exactly. of in net. Yeah. Uh, it, it's definitely true. And, you know, we want to see live fire and that's why these, these joint practices with the commanders are so important. And then the preseason games, of course, themselves. Um, if you're a, if you're a fan 
or if you're a season ticket holder who who really loves to see winning football, you pretty much don't care about the preseason. But yeah. if if you're an analyst, you love the preseason. This is a chance to get down to the to the depths of the depth chart and really understand who the Ravens might have, who has some future value, you know, who they're going to have to protect on the practice squad. All of these, you know, not protect, <laughs> but put on the practice squad. Yeah, uh, it's just it's exciting. Yeah, it's like you know. Being in a hard knocks episode, but you're, <laughs> you know, you're you're there. So yeah, this is where, you know, you have so many, you know, ninety guys on on a roster, and it gets cut down each week. And you know, a, a lot of these, a lot of these guys too, you know, have great stories. And and I think mm-hmm. that's that's what's really exciting too is like telling the stories of, of these guys, even if uh, they don't make the team. You know, everyone, there's just you have, you know. Um, do you have a good example from this year so far that you're you, you sound like you're or maybe maybe from a previous camp that you've been to? Yeah, I mean, in terms of I think other camps or this, you know, the, I mean this this camp maybe I mean there's there's a guy like uh, you know I think ja- Jaquan Amos uh, mm-hmm. is is one guy who I've talked to a little bit. He uh, he you know he started at Villanova and then he kind of went somewhere transferred didn't really work out and then he went to Ball State and now he's he's on a team with he's from he's a Philadelphia native and he's on a team with with other Philly guys that he kind of has looked up to um at you know through college and worked with and now he's like playing side by side with like you know Daryl Worley and uh you know uh you know Rocky Sin and you know he's in that 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 secondary and um you know he got and then he got a pick um on the second day mm-hmm. of of camp so I, I think that's a guy who comes to mind is like um you, you know a story um that you know we can tell and um that i think fans will be interested in regardless of if people make a team or um if, if you read it now it makes you more invested in, in practice yeah I, I think you know that's a great point and i think it's almost impossible not to have a great story when you're in the NFL. First of all, right. it's just you, there's so many obstacles. It's kind of like if you're at the final <laughs> table in the World Series of Poker, I guarantee you there were some great hands that got you there. There's right. some really interesting things. So, you know, we see uh, I, I talked to Ben Powers last year. He had he had some not only did he have a great story, you know, personally about coming up through school. But the other thing it gives you is he tells you exactly how he plays offensive line. Well, I look at the top of the right number and because he's not going to fake me with that. He's not going to move. Right. And then I have to it's just they all have great information to 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 impart to you like that. That's that's just to me, it's pure gold. It's it's something that, that I otherwise don't get access to and I, I really enjoy. So um yeah, I th- I, I hope you'll you'll really enjoy the the opportunity to get to talk to as many players as possible this year, Chris, because I'm sure you'll do a great job of reporting it to us. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, we'll do. Sure. Uh, Trenton Simpson, a hard push out of bounds on Prochet. Uh, he rushed the quarterback once and got in there quickly. It forced Huntley to throw the ball away. I had not seen much from Trenton Simpson so far this camp, so it was nice to see that. Same. I was going to say, I hadn't really said his name much um, un- until today, but he, yeah, he... Uh... He was aggressive, and he seemed like a guy who was excited to have the pads on. Maybe Patrick Queen seemed the most excited, but he 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 seemed next. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brent Urban I thought had a big day and it went a little unnoticed, but but uh, he got double teamed by Cleveland then Falele, which is two of the biggest men ever to play in the NFL. And on that right. same play, he still got pushed off and knocked down a ball that was headed on exactly. a little swing pass out to the right. Yeah, exactly. That was an impressive play and. 
he's like it's a reminder that he's six foot seven yeah. <laughs> uh but he leaped up there like while getting a double team and like just shows you how you know talented these guys are and athletic they are i also had a really nice stop on a cutback from justice hill by the way i really pity justice hill today because it's obvious that the ravens were having a lot of trouble getting level two opportunities and Justice Hill took kind of what looked like a pretty stiff physical pounding. He was knocked down a couple times, once by Patrick Queen, kind of shouldered him down. Uh, it was the one time I really thought the practice got a little overly physical was at that point. I thought that was kind of an unnecessary knockdown. But but generally speaking, I think pretty pretty clean. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, that's what I said with, with Patrick Queen. It seemed like he was excited. And, um, that, that hit uh, stood out to me. It was like right before the end zone. He kind of knocked him out of bounds and – um, Justice Hill is kind of a smaller guy relative to yes. the NFL. <laughs> so he's uh, kind of an easy target, I would say. And uh, it seemed like he was getting his fair share today. Looked like uh, Keaton Mitchell was a guy who also got hit a couple times. And he's a very small guy, obviously muscular, but but very small guy. Uh, he got he he got taken down twice by Josh Ross. And once was the kind that you'd expect that the line isn't really getting it done. Didn't provide him with a great opportunity and he gets bottled up. Another time it was Ross took him out of the ankles. And what I thought was really a good tackle. Um, it was just, just past the line of scrimmage. He kind of got into a spot and he had to react to it and take, uh, uh, take Keaton down that way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, I, I think the, 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 I think the issue with the, Sometimes with these guys, it's it's hard to – I think with other sports, sometimes it's easy to go half speed. Um, maybe maybe not with all other sports, but like basketball, for example, is what I'm thinking of. I think it might be almost sometimes easier for, for people to go half speed because of the, the lack of contact in that kind of sport versus in football when you, it's such a – practice is such a strange, uh, I think, medium for these guys sometimes trying to decide – uh, you know, if you go half speed, you could almost get hurt. Someone can run you over or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and then uh, if you go full speed and someone else isn't going full speed, then you look like, you know, what are you doing? So it's like yeah. it's like a fine line. And um, often players talk about that. Um, I read a story, I forget, I think Deron Harmon, um, when he was in Detroit, I think this was him, but, but they were asking him about, about tanking. And he was like, if I, I can't, you know, we aren't good, but I can't. If I go out there and I don't go full speed, like I'm going to get hurt. Like it's yep. not like I can just go half speed. Yeah, so it's weird to practice. You know, that's a great point. And by the way, for anybody who thinks that the Ravens' um, preseason win streak is not important, that might be the best evidence I can give you. Almost always, the team that's playing harder is less likely to get hurt, not more likely. Mm -hmm. So. Go all out to win these preseason games. Play them like they really mean something. And I know it didn't work out for J.K. Dobbins, and that was a you know a freakish non-contact injury. But you know, you in other for most of the other players out there, uh, the Ravens have played great second half defensive football throughout these six years or so that this has been going on, and right. uh, and it's defensive depth that which has led to a lot of this. And I think that that playing hard uh, is is probably always a good thing to to, to try and reduce those injuries. All right. Uh, who else do we want to talk about? Broderick Washington blew up a run left by Hill. I thought he had a pretty good practice. Again, he's part of what was going on on that defensive line uh, against the offensive players. 
yeah, I feel like you could kind of name any anyone on the <laughs> from all three reviews today. They they all looked great. Anything that they tried to get going, uh, running wise, they got in the backfield and passes. Um, so I think all those guys kind of can lump them in. Now you've been there every day, but Arthur Mollett had a had a pass defense on a ten yard cross for Dante Demas in this one. Had you noticed him make any other plays so far since he got here? And I know he wasn't here on the first day or maybe two of camp. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, I, I um, I actually mentioned him today in my notes for the first time. It was to say it was the first time he kind of stood out to me, um, and and that I I noted that that deflection. He looked, um, you know, comfortable today. You know, first time in pads and getting to a new team. So, he today was the day he stood out for me too. Yeah, and he he could really end up being the Ravens' slot corner, if you know it's it's just it's such a. They got four guys now, I guess, at that position who who are going for it. I don't think we mentioned him earlier with Ardarius and Stevens and Pepe, uh, but it's it's quite a competition. And bringing in Mollett late like this, I have to think there's a pretty good chance he's going to make the team. They probably like what he does on special teams, but uh, it's it's an unbelievable amount of mediocre cornerback talent this team has to has to sift through to find the right guys. Yeah, for sure. There's there's no. Like we were saying earlier, there's no like clear cut, mm-hmm. um, you know, clear cut person, and and I think, like yeah, and I think like you said, guys are guys are gonna make plays, and it's a lot about what we won't see, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, that obviously some of what we will see, because at the end of the day, your play matters. But um, I think it's a culmination of things, and and I think that's on a team with not a lot of position battles. That's that's one where. Yeah, you, know, you got to keep an eye on it. Yep, yep. We'll see what happens to left guard too. But but I would agree. The, uh, yeah, one player who's been interesting to me in terms of his usage in camp, and I understand this started in OTAs, is Daryl Worley has been playing pretty much exclusively safety that I've seen. I'm sure with Geno Stone, you know, if he misses a couple of days, it's probably not going to change. But Daryl Worley, to me, you know, played some fairly good cornerback for the Ravens last year, particularly in the game against Cincinnati, uh, and he would be a guy who could help them certainly at a spot where they need a lot of help at corner. Uh, what have you seen from, from him or, or uh, since OTAs? I think he's a guy that's, well, I, you gotta remember I, I got here like a week ago, but okay. sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I mean, he's, so I haven't, I, I didn't see him at OTAs, but he's a guy, um, I think who's been around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's been he's been around. He's proven, um, and I think having Worley, whether he's safety or whether he's in, you know, I think a, a good. I think having a guy like that who can be interchangeable, who you could kind of say, you you know what you're doing, and we'll put you in there. I think it's more of that kind of thing with him. Of like, if we know we can lean on him if if we need to, um, maybe let's see what we have, and if. If not, we can go to this guy or, um, you know, so, so, and someone who's who's proven it and, and proven it in, you know, in in this in the city already. So I think um, I feel like I kind of just said nothing. But basically what I'm trying to say is, is that I think it's good to have a guy who's a veteran who's been around in that secondary, uh, whether it's in that in that slot nickel spot or in the in the back half with the safeties. Yeah, you know, Anthony Levine, a not dissimilar player in terms of he ended up playing wherever the Ravens asked him, but he played some deep safety, really well known for being a, a top quality dime back in, in 2018 in particular. But he also played some slot corner. 
And he even played a few snaps of outside corner when the Ravens had really serious injury problems in a game. And I do feel like Worley could be that kind of guy. Probably in the slot is not his ideal position, but it wouldn't even shock me if he got dime snaps uh, if the Ravens were were short on defenders at some point during a game. And he certainly is a, he's a big contributor on special teams. He'll be a guy who has a, 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 a focus there. And last year, and I, I don't know if you've, if you've heard this since you got to town, they had like 18 transactions uh, involving Daryl Worley, which is the most I've seen by far for wow. any single player on any team. But he kept getting elevated from the practice squad, uh, signed to the team, then cut, then re-signed to the practice squad, and then re-signed to the active roster, and then cut again, and then re-signed to the practice squad. It was just 18. You can look at it on his Wikipedia because there's just, you know, this long <laughs> list of transactions for right. him. Uh, but anyway, they obviously, what that tells me is they obviously like him. Right. So you, don't, you don't even bother with a guy after, after that. Exactly many that many. All right. Maybe we talk a little bit about the interviews and I, I just hit, want to hit on a point or two for each of these and then we'll, then we'll, we'll call it quits here. Cool. Uh, John Harbaugh, uh, tell me one takeaway from, from you and then I'll give you one takeaway of my own. Uh, my one takeaway from Harbaugh today. Uh, you go first. You go I'll first. go first. Okay, so <laughs> here's what I thought. He described Patrick Queen as not getting distracted by the contract situation, and I'm paraphrasing it, as can happen. And I, it, to me, that was kind of a backhanded slap at J.K. Dobbins. And the, it, the situation is what it is. But right. the Ravens got about six, seven, eight guys right now who are in their fourth year. They probably all want to be extended. And we're talking about Broderick Washington. We talked about Justin Matabike. Those guys are out there playing their hearts out right now on the, on the field. It shows every day. Patrick Queen, uh, Gino Stone is a guy who probably would love to be extended at this point. Um, and it, it, you know, it obviously hasn't happened yet. Uh, and, and then, you know, you've got JK and, and he's not on the field and is, is uh, obviously in some form of protest over the general treatment of running backs. He is probably correct in that he, if as a free agent, you know, running back next year, he's not going to make a lot of money. But I thought it was interesting that Harbaugh would say this about this. It probably is the better move for Harbaugh just to say, Patrick Queen really looks like he's coming to his own. I see so much more from him. I see such a great future for him, rather than mention the contract at all. As soon as you mention the contract, sounds like you're talking about Dobbins. Yeah, for sure. I I didn't even you think about that, but now that, that you said that, yeah, it is it is true. And he kind of said the other day, like that's a JK question. Yep. Um, and asked about you know his contract. So it was definitely, I mean, and 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 for him, I wonder if he even thought about it. But it's it's also true where it's that kind of like uh, unconscious, like it's on his mind. You know, it's it's hard for it not to be on your mind. So yeah, that. There's probably something there for sure. And um, I think my takeaway was I don't I didn't use it in my story, so I don't have. But he used two words to describe the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember what they, there was? A, it was uh, about communication. It was, yeah, it, was it was uh gregarious and obnoxious. Gregarious and obnoxious. That's what stood out to me. <laughs> yeah, that was That's good. a funny way to describe your defense. By the, the way, when Harbaugh says two words like that, and he picks them out. That's when Harbaugh really means what he's saying. You know, he, he called Chuck Clark something like it was like brief, bold, and some other B word where that alliteration didn't just come from nowhere. He really means it. And then a lot of other times when he just starts going into random coach speak, then you know he's full of crap. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's not going to tell us about game. injuries. There's just nothing serious. There's another time today where he doesn't have any idea yet. He's right. just, you know, he's just hoping. Just hoping, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Anthony Weaver. I am tremendously impressed by Anthony Weaver. And just in mm-hmm. general, I think he's clearly a head coaching candidate in the NFL. You, you just listen to the guy speak. He's very intelligent. Um, and also, he's a defensive line guy. So I love asking questions about the defensive line. Uh, two things came up today that I, that I asked him about. And one was about the possibility of Travis Jones playing with Michael Pierce in some 1-3 snaps. And he said, I definitely wouldn't rule that out. And he said, there's two ways we might want to do that. One is against, against a team that likes to run the ball. And number two is uh, if we think their linemen are soft and we want to beat them up a little bit. I just love that answer. <laughs> no, for sure. And I and I, I think I like the, the way he talks about Travis. He seems really excited about, mm-hmm. you know, Travis and what he what he can become. And I don't know if you saw the practice on Saturday uh, where they were doing one-on-ones. I'm not sure if you saw, but he was – he was man. I mean, he was kind of a monster in, in those one on and I, you know, one on ones. You um, without pads for sure. In general, you you kind of take with a grain of salt. But it was just a, a sign of like his power. You know, yeah. he was just kind of bullshitting straight at people. So yeah, I, I took away the way he talked about Travis as like a, a sign of you know this guy could be really good. One of the things that was often cited as a shortcoming about his play at Connecticut was that his tape was not all that great. And if you look at him. But the fact of the matter was that Connecticut, he's double teamed all the time. I mean, just all the damn time mm-hmm. in that lousy team. You know, he's 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 going to be the focal point of, of attention. As a nose tackle in the NFL, he's going to get double teamed a lot. Michael Pierce has had to kind of work through that and try and not give up space, try and con- continue deny space, even though he's double teamed. The thing that could be the big changer for, for Travis Jones is exactly what you're talking about, is the one-on-one wins. How do you get them those? Move them over to three-tech with Pierce at the one, and you might get some really explosive early-down pass rush looks that uh, you know Jones, one-on-one guard, is a complete mismatch against most of the guards in the NFL. But Jones, yeah. you know, blocked by two guys, is a, is, it's a more difficult proposition for Jones. Anything else about Weaver before we move on? Uh, that was what stood out to me with Weaver. That was, yeah. All right, that's good. We'll move on. Patrick Queen. So he was the third of the podium, and Michael Pierce tried to sneak up and get to the podium first, but he's just a little too slow, and Patrick Queen got there. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought uh, Patrick Queen stood out to me before the his, his even uh, press conference because he was he was hitting today. He he. Uh, he seemed to be not pulling any punches in terms of, uh, you know, once the pads got on, he seemed uh, excited to go. I think his press conference overall, I took away from it. He sounds like someone, uh, and, and I, I don't. It's not hyperbole because I don't. You know, a lot of players sound like this, but he just he just felt very motivated to me. Um, very, um, I I you know I have to prove something to you know I guess everyone himself. Um, you know, who he is and, and what he can do is, is kind of what it sounded like. And I think if if I was a, a Ravens fan, I'd be encouraged the way he sounded, like the, the way he was speaking. I don't, I don't know if there's like a specific answer, but the way he was finding every question was almost like he's he's been kind of, you know, so, you know, chopping at the bit to get back on the field and, and to prove what he can do. Yeah, I, I think that's spot on, Chris. Absolutely spot on. The the uh, uh, you know 
the the comment that I thought was interesting was was he was asked about the contract situation. He said, "Well, everyone around me was pissed, <laughs> but then I <laughs> yeah. had to I had to figure it out." And and uh, you know, he mentioned you know, talking with God and this this sort of thing, and and he he had to uh, uh, learn how to do it. I thought there's there's a certain um, maturity that you see growing there. And we have not always seen that from Patrick Queen, to be honest. I mean, I've been, a, I've been a frequent critic of his, frankly, didn't really like the draft pick originally because I thought it was a, a big gamble at a high valuation for inside linebackers, but he's a, he's a heck of a player now. And uh, you know, in, he's on, on the verge of, of, you know, making a, a lot of money for himself and his family. And hopefully this is the year he goes out and, and really puts all the pieces together. And, and I would say at least from what we can see of his state of mind from that four to five minutes he was in front of us, I'm encouraged. Yes, for sure. All right. Well, Michael Pierce, the last guy to the stand, and he finished asking about the speeding tickets on 83. And apparently they have two speeding cameras now on 83. And, and Maureen and I drive downtown to baseball games or to football games all the time, of course. And we, we, we know where the cameras are uh and and we we you know know how to avoid them and in fact there's a little speed sign that tells you how fast you're going before yes. each one yes <laughs> yes but apparently he that said, that's when he when he said that i was thinking about it driving home today because i <laughs> sometimes my gps will tell me so i try to see that but yeah i uh yeah he had me thinking i think what stood out um for for me uh with him today was I don't know. This is kind of just me thinking as a reporter, but like the, when he talked about him doing uh, alternative things now to get right, the hot yoga. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what stood out to me for sure. Like the, st- the stuff he's doing. Yeah. It's, it's great for a lot of reasons. First of all, he's tying it to his current thing. So he's does more stretching and more flexibility. And of course that sounds like it should reduce injuries, but so do a lot of other things. Like I'm eating exactly. right. And I'm, you know, I'm, keeping right. my weight in line and uh he still looks big to me but he's certainly not the kind of big he was when he showed up the last time he got thrown off the field <laughs> by the baltimore ravens and I, now i'm forgetting how long ago that was it might have been 2018 or something at this point or 2019 mm-hmm. but uh but he didn't uh he, he was sent away from you know, the, the the facility at that point when he showed up at about 370 pounds now uh you know, it looked like he had some other things to bring besides the hot yoga. He said he'd work with some with Chuck Smith uh, to improve his pass rush technique, something he really wanted to do. And then he also mentioned that Chuck Smith had already – he'd already talked to Chuck Smith apparently about five years ago, and he was very honest about it. He said, I didn't implement anything of any of the advice he gave me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he, and he, uh, he kind of talked to – and then he, and then he kind of. I always enjoy when guys are reflective in that way mm-hmm. and, and kind of like honest about – who they are and and you know how they've evolved, and I thought that was that was cool for him to say that and admit that, yeah. <laughs> and then also talk about you know how he's mentoring guys and also talk about how you know maybe I'm not he kind of highlighted like you know maybe I'm not trying to give the offensive line all of my you know they're my teammates but I'm not giving them my tips yet. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of what he didn't say that verbatim, but he was saying like right now I'm trying to beat them, they're trying to stop me, so. Mm-hmm. At the end of the camp, I'll give them tips. And I, I appreciate that candor. Yeah, he definitely he definitely talked about iron sharpening iron there uh, himself with Lindenbaum yeah. and Sala in particular. And uh, I, I, I do think that A-gap is a major concern for the Ravens going into this season. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, having Ben Powers there provided a pass blocker who could cover a lot of what Linderbaum was struggling with as a rookie. 
And that now is is going into a state of flux. Whoever they get to play left guard, not going to be as good a pass blocker as Ben Powers was. For sure, yeah. And that, that'll be, like we talked about position battles. We'll see how that one goes. All right, Chris, just an absolute pleasure having you on. I appreciate you taking as long as you did tonight to, to go through this. It's always nice to have somebody else to talk uh, with it. Although your shows have been pretty long, even when I've just been doing them myself with the, <laughs> with the notes. But uh, tell folks where they can talk with you online and find your work. Oh, yeah, I am on Twitter at uh, K-R-I-S-R-H-I-M-1. And uh, on the Baltimore Banners website, you can find my articles. Uh, I'll be covering the Ravens this season and, uh, you know, travels to the games and so I have all the coverage you need uh, on the site or on Twitter. All right. Outstanding, Chris. Other folks out there, if you'd like to be on a film study short, there is still time. Hit me up. DM me on Twitter. Always open. I'm always interested in talking about your idea for how the Baltimore Ravens can be better or uh, are particularly good or whatever else you want to talk about with the Ravens, whatever your beef might be. But uh, DM me on Twitter. I'll get right back to you and we'll decide if there's a show there. Chris, thanks again for joining me. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase. It's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get everything for your next project today at Menards and save big money. Right now, all stock outlets with USB ports are on sale. Ditch the need for bulky USB adapters. Upgrade your home with features like ultra-fast charging, allowing you to charge your smart devices up to 40% faster than standard USB outlets. Also, view our weekly flyer on Menards.com and check out all the great deals happening this week. Save big money.